I mean, sometimes I just dream of working at fucking Target, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 85, right? Yep, episode number 85. You got anybody for 85? I think Eric Ebron was 85 when he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I call him Eric Ebom. Yeah, no shit. He wasn't that good. No, he was not. The Browns got an 85. Uh, David Njoku, the tight end. He's okay. He's not bad. He has gotten paid so much money just based on potential. Potential that people think that they can... He's got a cool name. He's got an, he's an, got an okay name. They call him the Chief, but he doesn't really do anything. Like He hasn't done anything. He can do stuff, but he really hasn't had like that like that one season. He's never been to the Pro Bowl. He's never really been close to the Pro Bowl. He's definitely not in the top 10 tight ends. Would you say Would you say he's in the top 10? He's definitely. I don't think he's in the top 10. I think Kittle's no. better. Mark Andrews is better. Kelsey's better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, Pat Fryer move is better yeah uh waller is better Darren waller is top three pitts is better kyle pitts is good even though kyle pitts is better than david njoku yeah but i'm gonna need another uh another year to prove like even like honestly like even zach Ertz is better sure the dude for the uh, the vikings i can't remember what his name is he's better cole Komet's better how about uh dawson knox yes he's better for the bills yeah yeah he's better he's a lot better huh. So I don't know why David Njoku is just he keeps getting paid like he's getting paid like ten million dollars this year. No shit. Any sign of franchise tag, <laughs> he's gonna play for nine seasons for the Browns and make a lot of money as a first round pick and not do anything. Hey, that's what I think is gonna be his career. Hey, good for him. Fuck it. Now he is getting better at blocking, but like when he first started, he was not interested in blocking and it was a complete liability. Damn. See, the Browns don't have they don't have a good blocking tight end these days. I don't know how good Jesse James is gonna be. I don't know if he can block at all. You know, I never. Understood why Pittsburgh got rid of Jesse James in in the first place. Like he was like a really good security blanket. Sure. And he he did what he needed to do. Maybe he was a, just a bad blocker, and that's why they got rid of him. But fair enough. I mean, as far as catching the ball, he was fantastic. I mean, he had good hands. He always got open somehow. Yeah. So he made a lot of big plays in Pittsburgh, and he. He did. He did some big. He did some big things. Yeah, he seemed like he was pretty good. Yeah. No Gary Barnage, but there are, sure. few, there are sure. few who are as good as Gary Barnage. Sure. He's the last Browns <laughs> tight end for a thousand yards and the last Pro Bowler they sent. So I don't think Austin Hooper ever made the Pro Bowl with uh, the Browns. I don't think he did. No. Anyways, about ready for the news? Let's do it. How many you got today, sir? I have two or three. I think I have three. I've got. I've got four. Okay. You can go ahead and get started. Well, these are pretty. These are gonna be pretty short today. Sweet. Um, my first one comes from UPI Odd News. Nice. And this one, this one's better with a picture. We might need to get the picture up on Facebook, but I think this is a funny news story. Dye spill turns stretch of South Carolina highway pink. I think I saw this. A stretch of highway in South Carolina was temporarily, temporarily colored pink when clothing dye spilled from the back of a trailer involved in a crash. Spartanburg County Emergency Management said the trailer carrying cloth dye was involved in a crash Tuesday on Interstate 85 between Highway 129 and Highway 29. The crash caused the trailer to spill its load of dye, turning the highway a bright purple or a dark pink color. And honestly, like the pictures look really cool. It looks like it's like a like a metallic, just like a stretch of like metallic road. That's sweet. There's been a spill of organic textile clothing dye in two 
of the three lanes, emergency management said in a Facebook post. We'll be a while before the contractor cleans it up and traffic is backed up. While the colors are pretty, we're pretty sure you don't want it on your car. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> I guess I didn't really think about that because that dye, that doesn't like go away, that type of shit. Yeah, they said it was clothing dye? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no shit. But it, 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 the pictures look cool. I'll have to like, look that up. Yeah, it's like... It, Let's get it on Facebook. It's kind of like a pinkish and that kind of turns like purple and blue. Right. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, what else you got? My first one is... Uh, I think it's kind of funny. It's from UPI on News. Uh, it's from last week, September 2nd. Police in New York responded to a home on a report of an unusual situation. A box of live reptiles was delivered to the wrong address. <laughs> The Port Chester Police Department said in a Facebook post that the resident was quite startled to open the box that arrived at their home and discover it was filled with live reptiles, including lizards and iguanas. Lizards and iguanas. This would freak me the fuck out. Could you imagine opening a box, you don't know what you're expecting, and it's lizards and iguanas? (laughs) Dude, when I was in Mexico, those fucking iguanas would just pop up on everywhere oh when you're walking God. around the resort. I couldn't fucking, deal with that. It's freaking ridiculous. After catching all the animals, we secured them to a local animal sanctuary can pick them up for safekeeping, the department said. The post asked anyone who was expecting a box of reptiles that didn't arrive to contact police. That's the whole article. So it says, after catching all the animals, we secured them until a local animal sanctuary can come pick them up. So did they escape? <laughs> it sounds like they did. I want to know what... <laughs> I want to know what. Could you imagine? <laughs> it's just like a Tuesday afternoon. You open up your front door. Oh, my package came. Most people just open up whatever package they get without thinking it, about it. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, your house is full of lizards and iguanas. Dude, that would, dude. Oh, I would freak the fuck out. Oh my god, I thought that was a funny news story. Now, who the hell? Could you imagine who? What? What is the context for ordering these? Like, who would order a box of iguanas and just have them shipped? I don't, like, I don't know where I would begin in ordering this. These are live animals. It's not like it's a. First of all, I I want to know how these people, because obviously they are amateurs. <laughs> how do they catch these things and get them back <laughs> no, and and, and, and get them? I think it, it was secured them. I have no idea. I, I That's could, funny. Could you imagine that just like, oh, this is my day now. <laughs> you gotta call up from work? How are you gonna tell work? <laughs> <laughs> I should try that today. Be like, hey, I can't come in. Look. <laughs> I had this iguana situation, man. This is the craziest this is the craziest shit you're gonna hear today. <laughs> Oh my god! I thought that was a funny news story. I just I don't know who the hell orders a box of iguanas. I don't know, man. Like, but is, that's something you probably shouldn't fuck up. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that should be flagged as something separate. Like this is a live <laughs> animal. Make sure this gets to the correct address. Like, or at least a warning sign. Yeah, when you open something. Up the box. Something. Man, now I want to do that. I want to like make up like fake labels and just put them on random boxes. Live animal inside. That would be great. Anyways, there, there's a lot of questions with that. There's one. a lot going on. There's a lot going on with this. We could break that down all day. Anyways. What else you got? I got one more from our favorite UPI Odd News. Let's hear it. Michigan man wins $1,000 in lottery drawing he unknowingly entered. Damn. 
A Michigan man won a $100,000 lottery from a second chance lottery drawing without even being aware that he had entered. The 58-year-old Oakland County man told Michigan lottery officials to use the lottery's app to scan a few non-winning $300 million diamond riches tickets without realizing he was setting himself up for a jackpot. I bought a few of the $300 million diamond riches tickets and scanned them onto the lottery app after I scratched them to double check them, the player said. I never read the back of of the ticket, so I didn't know that by scanning them, I earned entries into a giveaway. The man said he was initially confused by an email telling him he had won $100,000 in in the August 17th $300 million Diamond Riches second chance drawing. I called the lottery to see what the email was about, and when I learned that scanning the tickets had entered me into the drawing, it was such a surprise, he said. (laughs) The man says he plans to use the winnings to help his family. Could you imagine? Good for him. Getting, just dicking around, scanning. He's probably just some old guy just scanning them just for fun. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He has no idea. And, oh, $100,000. Man. That'd be beautiful. I would pay off my house. Dude, that would be fantastic. Yep. Good for him. I hope I hope the money helped him out. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. Anyways, I thought it was kind of funny. What else you got? I might just do one more. I don't know if I'm going to do the third one. Um, This one's from NPR.org. Pat's favorite. Oh, yeah. A shipment of baby wipes turns out to be $11.8 million worth of cocaine. It's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers discovered more than 1,500 pounds of cocaine hidden in a place where you would least expect it. A shipment of baby wipes. Sorry, Hudson. Yeah. The narcotics seizure occurred last Friday at the Laredo, Colombia Solidarity International Bridge, according to the agency in a news release. The bridge, located at the U.S.-Mexico border, connects Laredo, Texas, over the Rio Grande, with the Mexican state of Nuevo Leon. Officials say CBP officer at the Laredo, Colombia Solidarity Bridge stopped a tractor trailer bringing a shipment of baby wipes for a secondary inspection. Following the inspection, drug-sniffing dogs made the discovery of what CBP described as 1,935 packages of cocaine totaling 1,532 pounds. Holy shit. That's a lot of coke. That's basically most of the... The article there. So I thought that was uh, pretty I, good. Stopping drugs. I wonder, and you see this a lot in different TV shows, ideas for smuggling cocaine. Yeah. I wonder what the process is to the siding. Because obviously they fucked up here. I feel like, why even attempt that? Like, that's the oldest trick in the book. Well, it ha- if you're going to get away with it, it has to be something that is moving so regularly that you're just kind of playing the numbers game. Like a truck of baby wipes. Like, I've never seen a sure. truck full of just baby wipes. Now, I'm assuming they probably exist somewhere, but... Yeah, but they got to know about the dogs. That's true. Like, unless these- they thought the chemical, unless you're going to load up the front with the with the wipes... And then hope that in the back they're not going to dig that far Maybe back. Maybe it masks. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It might mask the smell a little bit. But I don't know I don't if that know. would necessarily be my know, choice. Oh, man. I wouldn't take that. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't do it like that. It depends on the quantity. I guess it really does depend on the quantity. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like if you had multiple trucks and maybe not as much cocaine in in one truck. Yeah, but it has to again. It has to be something that would be a high volume, like a high volume mover. Like the truck a day is going to be going through. Sure. Carrying this product. I don't know. It is interesting. Just think you had two trucks, same amount of baby wipes in each truck, but you had six million dollars worth of cocaine in the one truck. Maybe the smell wouldn't be as bad. I don't know. I don't know. Now, if you are a Mexican cartel drug lord, if you are a drug dealer, and you tweet wanna, us at thirty in the, and you let wanna, us know yeah, how you do it. You want to help us? Let us know the logistics <laughs> about this. Please tweet us. Let us know because we got some questions. <laughs> yes, we do. 
Anyways, I got one more. Is that all you got with that one? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I got one more quick one. This one's pretty good, though. This is from kernyhub.com. K-E-A-R-N-E-Y-H-U-B. Chinese man trapped aloft in balloon for two days. Is that a Beijing? Chinese state-run media says a man was found safe after he spent two days aloft in a hydrogen balloon, traveling about 200 miles after it became untethered and flew away while he was using it to harvest pine nuts from a tree. Oh, no. The man, identified only by his surname, Hu, (laughs) H-U, and a partner were collecting pine nuts Sunday in a forest park in Heilongjiang (laughs) province in northeastern China. When why, they lost... why, why did you just turn southern right there? I don't know how to say words. <laughs> when they lost control and the balloon sailed off, the other person jumped to the ground and the search was launched for the escape balloon and who? State broadcaster CCTV, I don't know what that stands for, said rescuers were able to contact the man by cell phone the following morning and instructed him to slowly deflate the balloon and land safely. It took another day before he reached the ground about 200 miles to the northeast and the Thangjiang region, close to the border with Russia. Oh, man. He was in good health, apart from pain in his lower back, possibly from standing the entire time <laughs> he was in the air. CCTV said, he's up there for two, could you imagine being up there for two days? Oh, that's unreal. Just standing there for two days? He's probably not sleeping. Yeah, definitely not. An official who gave only his surname, Fu, F-U, spelled out, not F-U as in the meme. Sure. At the public, at the publicity department of Haleen Forestry Administration Company on Thursday confirmed the balloon incident and described who as being in his 40s. He said who was recovering in a hospital but declined to give further details. Pine nuts are found inside pine cones and are a frequent ingredient in dishes served in the Northeast, formerly known as Manchuria. So, this fucker, his best <laughs> idea to go, <laughs> to go... <laughs> To go harvest these nuts was to where did he get this? Where did he get this balloon? I mean, is this a normal practice? Is this is what they do? So is this is this a hot air balloon? It sounds like it is. It's a hydrogen balloon, so I'm assuming okay. it's a hot air balloon. But I mean, this is the only method that he could come <laughs> yeah, up with. I, I don't, where did he? Where do you get one? Like that's yeah, like, like hot air balloons seem to be expensive, are they not? I have this no like idea. A, this, what is this like a Chinese like a j- huge Chinese lantern? I mean, this is yeah. kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. But it's got to be strong enough to support this guy and take him up. If, if if any of you guys know how much a hot air balloon costs, tweet us at 30 in the. Yeah, and if you're familiar with uh, pine nut collecting, please tweet <laughs> us and let us know all about it. We don't have any listeners in China yet, so I don't know if we're going to get any help there. But yeah, um, I don't know. I found that one absolutely hilarious. I was just like. Yeah, that's great. Dude, well, just, luck- luckily he ended up all right. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that could go, that could go wrong up uh, there. Yeah. Plus, definitely. he's just up there staying. <laughs> I, I wonder how um, how high was he? It didn't say how high, but I mean, two hundred miles without contacting a tree or something, you gotta be up there. Pretty you gotta be up there pretty high, and it gets really cold up there. Oh shit! You know, not very high up. It and gets, this starts to get cold. This is the northern part of China. It's like the Manchuria region. So yeah, that can get very cold out there. Kind of near the Gobi Desert, probably. Yeah. So. That's rough. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I got for news. I thought that was a great news story. That was a pretty good one. Um. Anyways, what else you got? You got any more? Nope, that's it for me. Before we get into the main topic real quick, though, I have not done a listener update. We're up to over 4,000, by the way. No Listened. shit. Um, the last episodes have been doing all right, and we got our first listener in Norway. Nice. So we're up to like 20 countries. That's incredible. Yep. Thank you, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Germany's awesome. still a, Germany's still a popular country with Germany, us. Germany, nice. Canada's doing well. So Nice. Thank you, everyone. Anyways, thank you. We're on like five continents. We got to get to Africa next. I think we love all you guys. Yes, definitely. Anyways, on the main topic, 
Are you ready? Pat, this is your episode. Yeah, this was my idea. I it, I thought it was a really good idea, and I think it still is an okay idea. But I didn't really, it didn't really come together as well as I thought it was going to. Yeah, we'll see. I I think I think this, I think this is all right. I got three. I got three. I've got three. I might do a fourth one though. Okay. And this is the world's or history is probably probably history's most incompetent people. Sure. So people that have a job and they really don't do a good job with it. <laughs> So, do you want to get started with this one? I'm kind of interested to see what you got with this. Sure. So, my first one. You ever heard of John Frederick Parker? Can't say that I have. John Frederick Parker. Now, for those uh, who for those who do not know, real quick, just a little context. The Secret Service, we all know what the Secret Service is. Sure. Secret Service was created in 1865. Now, when the Secret Service originally was created, they were not created to protect the president. The Secret Service did not protect the president until, like, 1902 after the McKinley assassination. Oh, okay. The Secret Service actually was made to fight against, like, counterfeit currency. Because I guess that was a big problem at the time. I think I've heard that before, yeah. So, that's what they were doing. So, that time the protection around the president was nothing like it is today it was pretty lax back then well it took them it took what three presidents getting killed yeah to lincoln garfield and then mckinley yeah but other assassinations as well jackson he survived his. he was a, uh, that was an attempt yeah yeah he survived his he there survived were, his when you look at the lists of assassination attempts it's ridiculous yeah it's like long. almost every president had an attempt on him yeah but yeah i mean yeah jackson should have been he should he should have never survived that. That was ridiculous. Right. Anyways. So, before 1902, the president's security was pretty slim. So, in 1865, there was literally one dude assigned to protect President Abraham Lincoln. And this was a guy by the name of John Frederick Parker. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, John Frederick Parker, he was not a good cop, and he was known for not being a good cop. His ineptness really stood out. This guy was frequently hauled into the office before the oversight board for various things that could have gotten him fired. He was charged multiple times with misconduct, abuse of civilians, going to whorehouses, being drunk on (sighs) duty, (laughs) sleeping in a streetcar, but he never got like seriously punished. He just kept getting like reprimanded a little bit, and sure. then he'd get like a slap on the wrist, and then okay, get back to work. So somehow this guy was put on a detail team. That this was the first uh, the uh, Washington D.C. Metropolitan Police. The first time they ever created a permanent detail for the president. Sure. This guy somehow was put in a four-person team to protect the president. Oh, my God. And this guy was there on the day that president was shot. President Abraham Lincoln was shot. And obviously this guy didn't know what in the hell he was doing. And I read a couple different things where he was drunk on the job. He was the one that actually took Lincoln and his wife into their spot. And, like, sat them down and shit. Really? But obviously, he wasn't at the door. Sure. Because the guy walked right in and shot Abraham Lincoln. So, where, wherever the hell John Frederick Parker was, I don't know. But he wasn't doing his job. Exactly. That's for sure. Yep. So, that's my first guy. That's ridiculous. Now, could you imagine if he was just, like, it wasn't just this guy? Who the hell made this decision? Where are the other four guys? Yeah. Were all these guys, like, the worst cops? I... Like... <laughs> Times have changed. It really is crazy to like. I, I like. I understand that this was back then, but this is the president of the United States. Like yeah. this is. I I understand that they were looked like the president was looked upon differently back then. Sure. Than they were today a little bit, but I don't know. But like you know, this was right after the Civil War. 
Sure. So you got to think there's some Southerners that are pissed off that would probably want to kill this guy after what just happened. So you, you, would, yeah. you would think that security would just be amped up amped a little up bit. Amped up a little bit, yeah. But uh, apparently not. Anyways, that was a pretty good one. I Anything tried. more with uh, this character? Mm-mm. Sounds like an idiot. Yeah. Anyways, I got one. This one. This is, this is the reason why I got the idea for this episode. Sure. Have you ever heard of Dr. Theodore Morell? Not sure if I have. This is Hitler's personal doctor. Okay. This guy was so bad at his job that at one point Allied Intelligence thought that he was a double agent <laughs> that was secretly working to kill Hitler because they were gathering intelligence over Hitler's health, basically, and they kept on hearing all these really weird stories. Most of them were true. Oh, shit. But it was this guy, this Dr. Theodore Morell, that was seeing him every single day. Now, this guy had kind of, he wasn't a good doctor. He wasn't really good at what he did. He kind of floated his way through medical school. That's back when pretty much anybody could get like a, a doctor degree, especially in Europe. You just become a doctor because they didn't really understand all that shit back then, especially in like the 20s and 30s. Right. Modern medicine wasn't where it is today. It wasn't even close. So sure. what he was good at, though, is making people feel better. Now, he was the king of injections, and he would usually end up lacing his injections with something, oftentimes amphetamines or cocaine. Sure. <laughs> pretty much. And it's back before they really understood what, what those drugs were. All they knew is that. You're telling me Hitler was coked up? He like, was all the time. <laughs> messed up, mostly. Makes sense. But, yeah. All that these people knew is that, oh, he just gives me a shot, and all of a sudden I'm all fired up and ready to go. <laughs> he must really be curing my illness. So it's because of this guy that all this shit happened, basically. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with this guy. Now, Berlin back at the time, especially in high society Berlin, there were other doctors out there that were doing similar stuff. He was kind of the most prominent and like the most, or not even, the, he became the most prominent, but he was just kind of in the right place at the right time. But there were other doctors that were kind of doing this type of medical practice and he was all in on it. Now, again, he really, he thought that he was making a difference. He thought he was curing shit. Oh, let's drop a little bit of meth in here. Stick him in there, see what happens. <laughs> so this guy ended up meeting Hitler by chance before Hitler was, like, before World War II. They were at a dinner, and Hitler had always had issues with his digestive system. Like, his stomach, would he got, like, terrible stomach pains and shit. He'd rip ass a lot. He had some serious issues. So this doctor, they met at a dinner, and he's like, hey, you know, I got these issues. And Morell was like, oh, yeah, I can heal that. Give him some injections. And whatever he did, it worked. Sure. And it soothed Hitler's symptoms. From that point on, he's like, you need a job? He's the guy. You're my guy. <laughs> so this guy would treat Hitler every single day. He'd see Hitler... This guy was, like, the closest person to Hitler. Like, the only person that Hitler talked to every single day during the entire whatever. And he was, like, there up until almost the end. Like, I think he left the bunker, like, right before Hitler killed himself. But Damn. Now, this guy throughout history, and even back at the time, was referred to as being a quack. Like, I've never seen the word quack thrown so many times <laughs> at one person from different sources that I researched. And I got most of my research from a website called medium.com. But this guy was just all over the place with his injections. And he would kind of mix it up a little bit. But it became more and more meth. It was just what the go-to treatment was. It's like Hitler would be like, and it looked like he was a walking corpse, basically. But you shoot him up with some some meth, and all of a sudden he's up and he's he's going. He's all fired up. <laughs> Unreal. So what what ended up happening is this fucking guy. He was like ridiculously fat, and back then people weren't as fat as they are today. Like you look at these pictures, and he's just like he's like job of the hut. <laughs> And he didn't take care of himself at all, which is ridiculous for a doctor. He smelled terrible. Everybody hated him, and he was obnoxious. He was just an obnoxious person. Nobody wanted to be around him but Hitler. But he was part of the inner circle. Right. So he would he would piss a lot of people off. He actually, before um, before 
like rise of Nazis or rise on the power and they were kind of doing their anti-Jew shit. They thought he was a Jew just because he looked like a Jew, according to them. <laughs> so he got he got persecuted even though he wasn't really Jewish. No shit. So it, it's crazy. It is crazy with this guy. But um, when you look at what, like every crazy decision that Hitler made, this guy's always in the background shooting him up before he made it. This guy is the reason. He really is the reason. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much is uh, is the story. This guy was just drugging up Hitler. And it, there was different stuff. It wasn't just meth. It was cocaine. was a little bit um, different. Sure. He was really he really liked the... Psychedelics? Not really psychedelics as much. But he liked the idea of grinding up animal parts hmm. and injecting them in the people. So he did a lot of that. He's, like, heavily oh, wow. invested in that. And I don't know what he thought was going to happen or That's what, weird what the plan was. But he would literally just mix up whatever and shoot, Sound, a, shoot a syringe in. Sounds safe. Yeah. So Dr. Theodore Morell, crazy guy. Sounds like it. And like I said, the Allies thought that he was working for the Allies. They thought he was a double agent trying to kill Hitler with all the shit he was doing. It was that bad. He was that bad at a shot. No, he, he's the guy that was uh, adding fuel to the fire. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anyways, what else you got today, sir? So this one is kind of funny. Not really. But you ever heard of... Dennis Hover? No. So Dennis Hover was a Kansas defense lawyer. And in 2005, he was defending a man named Philip Cheatham. And in the trial, he was being charged with two murders and wounding another person. And he faced the death penalty. Wow. Now, during this trial, he displayed some of the worst incompetence ever seen in court. This dude... He made a number of errors during the trial. Errors including not understanding how the death penalty cases worked in the state of Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> he refused public funds to help his client. He was a uh, because I guess I'm, I'm guessing he worked for the state. Wow. So he was you know one of the lawyers that are provided. Oh yeah. He told the jury about his past conviction of manslaughter, <laughs> and that case had nothing to do with the current case. In which he was being tried in. Freaking, he told the jury that his client was a drug dealer and a shooter of the people. How that would even (laughs) help his case, I have absolutely no idea. My innocent client, (laughs) though he is a shooter of the people. (laughs) Literally. He literally said that in the trial. Oh my god. And he also failed to retrieve evidence from his cell phone that could have like acquitted him that it could have had evidence on his cell phone that could have acquitted him of the whole crime <laughs> and he failed to retrieve that information from his own client where the hell did so, you find out about I, this guy it was uh, uh cjonline.com okay I gotta, I gotta look this up yeah this dude is absolutely ridiculous so naturally the guy was convicted of murder <laughs> because the lawyer was <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done, dude. It gets funnier. So naturally, he was convicted of murder, but the Kansas Supreme Court ordered a new trial through the incompetence of the lawyer. <laughs> and Dennis Hover, after practicing law since 1975, was disbarred in, in 2014. Dude, wow! At a disciplinary hearing to go over like what the hell he did in the trial and everything, he dressed up like Thomas Jefferson for his disciplinary <laughs> hearing. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy, dude? After all that shit, the uh, it, I think it was like a like a news station, this CJOnline.com. I don't even know what the fuck it was, but they interviewed Philip Cheatham in jail, and he literally said he was like about the lawyer. He was like, you know, he he he's he's a he, he's a really good dude. He's just, he was just in over his head with his trial. <laughs> Could you imagine you're sitting there, you're listening to this guy defend you, and you're just like shaking your head. You're just like, what the fuck are you doing? 
I don't understand how a judge let this guy let let the entire trial happen to where there was I, a verdict given. I don't know. Like, I cannot believe that one. Why wasn't it stopped immediately? I mean, I, I think once it starts, I don't think you can just... Can a judge just call a mistrial in the middle of a trial? Just like, nope, this is over. I feel like they could. I don't know. I honestly don't know, but... Because, like, if, if he was doing that shit during trial, that's obviously not sufficient defense. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, he's not acting in like, good faith. He's not... Yeah, like, there's, there's no way that would stand at a trial. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even know if, this is, if that's real. It's gotta be real, it, I mean, it's 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 real, it's but too like weird to, it's too weird to just be written. But like, it it seems not real. Sure. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It kind of reminds me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. How if they have to go to trial, they have to bring in Uncle Jack, uh, Charlie's uncle. <laughs> comes in and offends them and he's the worst lawyer ever and it's like he'll go meet with a different attorney because it's the same attorney that they keep getting in trouble with throughout <laughs> the entire show and every time this guy Uncle Jack goes to meet with this guy he ends up negotiating with the worst possible deal ever <laughs> but yeah you know he really took it to me back there you guys gotta pay all this money and you're probably going to jail and all this shit <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, cjonline.com and also Listverse. What was that guy's name again? His name was Dennis Hover. H-A-W-V-E-R. Okay, that was pretty good. That was probably the best. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's probably as good as this episode's going to have. Um, My next one, this guy's a little bit different. I wasn't going to do any historical leaders, but I'm going to do one. Have you ever heard of Peter III of Russia? Probably. Not at the top of my head. He was the emperor of Russia from January 5th, 19, or 1762 until July 9th, 1762. So a very short reign, only about yeah. a seven-month reign. Um, he is best known to history as being the husband of Catherine the Great, who was the empress of Russia afterwards. This guy, though, was like the worst Russian leader that they ever had. Now, first of all... This is back in a time where you didn't have to be Russian to be the emperor of Russia. So this guy was Prussian. He was born in Germany, in what is Germany now. And basically, his I think it was his grandmother was like the empress or something. Or his aunt, somebody. I think, no, it was his aunt became the empress. And she decided that he was going to be the heir at age 14. She was like, when I go, my nephew over here, Peter III in Prussia, he's taking over for me. <laughs> So she brought him to Russia and was, like, trying to raise him up to be, like, the emperor, basically. And he had no interest in this shit. He thought himself as Prussian. He didn't care. Like, he was just like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to do this. Right. Now, he <laughs> he died at age 34 after the fact, so he doesn't live a very long life and has reigned at the end of his life. But up until that point, he was, like, the duke. But there was a lot of exposure. Like, he was a public figure in Russia because he was the heir to the throne and all this shit. But he was a man-child. All he wanted to do was play with his toys, and what he would do is he would he'd make, like, the staff of, like, the palace. He'd make them, like, march around his bed in full uniform, and he'd, like, order them around as if he was a general. And then he, when he got married to Catherine the Great, he'd make her dress off as a soldier and pretend that he was a general and run her through, like, boot camp shit. That's funny. It's shit. ridiculous. <laughs> and he would he would play with his toys like he'd do all this like ridiculous shit. He'd have to sleep with his toys like as an adult. He would go out there in his thirties as the emperor of Russia and play hopscotch by himself. Are you shitting me? And he was just incredibly eccentric. But also he just didn't he didn't seem to care about the job. Now he did a few things like he did he did get rid of uh, like he made it illegal for the landlords just to kill their serfs. So I mean that's something that's progress. Okay, a little something something. But at the same time, at the at that point when he became emperor of Russia, Russia was at war with Prussia, and they were kicking Russia, Prussia's ass. 
I hate, I hate Russia and Prussia. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. But they were kicking Prussia's ass. And he pulled out of the war and let Prussia set the terms of peace. <laughs> and everyone was like, what, what are you doing, dude? I mean, that is a conflict of interest. Yeah. And he would just do ridiculous shit like that. And he didn't last for very long. That's but, funny. But the one time um, he uh, he got pissed off because he was playing with his, his, like, little, his little toys. And a rat got into his room and bit the head off of, like, one of his favorite figures. <laughs> so he took he he did a formal trial on the rat, and then constructed uh like a new or guillotine or something and executed it himself <laughs> at the end of the trial. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That is absolutely hilarious. And it's like that really pisses wife off. <laughs> the fact that he did that. Can you just stop? She uh she would write about how ridiculous that type of shit was, and he uh he wouldn't. <laughs> He wouldn't do any of the, like the, the the duties of a man, if you will. He wasn't really interested in any of that shit. And can you imagine being a member of the congregation <laughs> watching this shit? Like, could you imagine like, be, yeah, like being like you have like an official job, like you're like the yeah. steward of the palace or something, and yeah. you got to deal with this. You're you're a foolery. You're a, you're a member of the government. Or could you imagine being that's like a, like a soldier? You got to write out the paperwork for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the legal, the legal, the legal scribe, literally, because it, it it was illegal. Like it was, it was court proceedings. I mean, yeah, this is like the whole procedure had to be followed. Yeah, that's hilarious. I I don't I don't know about this guy. Um, it didn't take long for his wife to to overthrow him. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, yeah. She put together a whole conspiracy. And... All right, Peter, this has gone too far. I'm taking over. She basically, yeah, basically is what that's what happened. They, they threw him in jail, and then he got assassinated nine days later. So it was that's hilarious. This was this was a rough guy, but he only died at 34, so he could have been around for a while. And he was a terrible student. He didn't care about anything. But yeah, he was he was well hated too because he also pissed off the Russian Orthodox Church because he tried to convert all of Russia to Lutheranism. Mm-hmm. So that didn't sit well. Anyways, that's all I got with that guy, Peter the Third of Russia. We're gonna call him Peter the Lesser, probably. Peter the. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that that was a, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, that was funny. Anyways, what else you got today? I guess I have one more. I can I can make it quick. I don't have much on him, but I think it's pronounced Ibrahim. Okay. So he was ruler of the Ottoman Empire from 1640 to 1648. Okay, I think I've heard of this guy. Now. To his credit, he did have a pretty rough upbringing. Uh, he was kept imprisoned by his big brother. Sure. While Murad the Fourth ruled the Ottoman Empire, and he believed that his bloodline was cursed with madness because Murad killed his other brothers. Sure. And only it was only that his mother was able to convince his older brother to spare Ibrahim. Makes sense. So that's the only reason he's alive. So his upbringing was pretty rough. So when Murad died. Ibrahim came to power in 1640, and he was basically, he didn't get anything his whole life. So when he took the reign, took over, when his brother died, he wanted to just indulge in all of life's pleasures, if you will. Sure. So he basically shoved all the issues of running the empire off to his, you know, concubines or whatever the hell that he he brought with him (laughs) to the job. And he just went to town with his life. Oh, my God. He did all the partying and all that shit. And he spent all kinds of money from the empire and got the empire into debt. And his lifestyle nearly bankrupted the entire empire from <laughs> during the eight years that he was in it. He entered into a war with Venice with basically no money. 
Oh my god. To fund the, the the war at all. Wow. And he ended up being executed for how terribly he, Not surprising. He, he ran the place. Yeah. Not surprising. But yeah, it was his own supporters that ended up executing him actually. Sure. Because they just took one for the team because I think once they entered the war in Venice that basically was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. It was like, "All right, this guy has to go cuz we're all going to fucking die if this guy is still in charge." So I, I feel like we could do so many of these historical rulers i mean oh, we yeah. did we did one episode way back where we kind of talked about this a little bit yeah we did yeah but there are so many of these weirdos out there and i guess that's a problem with the hereditary system because you don't know who the hell yeah, you're gonna no get shit. I'm not saying that our system is much better because we still don't know who the hell we're gonna get but right it, it, it is kind of crazy out there you know what kind of guys we need what we need a guy like that guy in uh or was it New Jersey where he spent he spent like a hundred bucks on his campaign and he ended up beating the incumbent? Oh yeah, I saw that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking representative. And in the interview, he's like uh, the interviewer was like, "So what are you gonna what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I don't know. I don't know anything about this shit." <laughs> That's the type of shit we need. Exactly. Somebody going in there that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. It's a clean slate. Yep. And just look at things from an objective point of view. That's what we need. Exactly. That's fucking what we need right there. Exactly. I agree there. Get rid of the bureaucracy. Exactly. Get rid of the paperwork, the pencil pushers. Just get rid of that. Exactly. Anyways, I got a pencil pusher for us. Let's do it. Um, this, uh, this will be a quick one. Have you ever heard of Otis Mathis? The Otis sounds familiar. It was He was the Detroit school board president back in the 2000s. I think he left in 2010. I don't know this Otis. He was functionally illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, Otis did not lose his job because he was functionally illiterate. I guess he ended up in some court proceedings where he had to be out in public in like a public area. I just want to add, I'm not making fun of functionally illiterate people. I'm just making fun of the situation. Sure. Yeah, okay. No, I'm making fun of this guy because he's a weirdo. Yeah. But he was out at a public, there was a court hearing or something, and he felt the need, and I don't know how to put this lightly, to um, indulge himself in a certain activity that you don't really do, you shouldn't do in public. Sure. And just continue to do it during the entire thing. Yeah. So think about that for a second. That's why he lost his job. That that would do that. Because he couldn't stop touching himself during the thing. Like, what what the hell is going on here? So that's why he got he lost his school board job. But here is him sending an email. He sent this email out as president of the school board. He was asking a question about how the, the city the school board and he was he was a president for years. He asks, do DPS control the foundation or outside group? If an outside group control the foundation then what is DPS board row instead of role, R-O-W, with selection of its director? Are we mixing DPS and non, N-O-N-E, DPS rows apostrophe S? <laughs> and who is the watchdog? That's an actual email. Now, the EPS stands for Detroit Public Schools, obviously. So, how did this guy get to be president of, you said the school board system? St- president of the Detroit School Board. How in the hell... <laughs> Did this guy get there? He was a really good speaker, and they always talk about how he's like a savant with mathematics. Is what they try to say. He can probably handle math. Is probably what it is. Okay. But obviously, he can't handle writing because he kept on saying row instead of roll. He kept on saying R O W instead of R O L E. But he could speak well. He could speak well. He okay. couldn't. He couldn't write. He couldn't read and write. Okay. I feel like you would need to be a good reader and writer to speak You would well. think so. You gotta like write emails and shit. Obviously. <laughs> what is he even asking there? Like, like if he's reading. 
reading, if he's reading something and he can't read right, how can he speak it correctly? Like, does that make sense? It doesn't. I guess the other issue too is this is the worst public school system in the the U.S. where their graduation rate just well, no shit. But maybe people just don't know. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But you're the, the you're 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 supposed to be like in charge of the educators. Yeah, exactly. And he was a substitute teacher himself for many years. Wow. But he couldn't couldn't spell, couldn't read and write. I mean, he can do it a little bit. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, yeah, you, get to, you get to that position without being able to read or write. And you only lose I mean, it because you can't keep your hands out of your pants during a court proceeding. Yeah, that would have been the last thing I would think how you lost your job. wasn't because he was illiterate. They didn't seem to care. <sighs> Unreal. Anyways, that was not that, that long ago. That's hilarious. Anyways, do you have any more? Nope, that's it for me. I got one more quick one, and this one we can just bullshit about for a second because I sure. think you're, I think you've heard of this guy before. Have you ever heard of Urban Meyer? Yes. <laughs> now, Urban Meyer was the football coach at Bowling Green, I believe, is where he started, and then he bounced around for a while. He ended up in Florida. Was he at Utah? Utah, yeah, Utah, and then Florida, yeah. and then. He retired for a while, then he came to Ohio State. College football coach, one of the greatest college football coaches ever. Yeah. Won a lot of national championships and whatever. And then he retired again, and then he went to the NFL. He was like, I'm going to take my college skills to the NFL. Yep. That was a mistake. He ended up going down as like one of the worst head coaches <laughs> of all time. Worse than Hugh Jackson, probably. Yeah. He won two games. What do you go, like 2-11? Two and, two and 11? Something like that, yeah. And... He was tied for the fewest amount of games coached for a head coach that was not an interim head coach. So that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. During his entire run, though, I thought he was trying to get fired. Yeah, he's making the stupidest decisions. Like he was yelling at the coaches about how good he is and how every, he kept on telling all the coaches that they were dumb because they weren't as smart as he was. The players didn't like him. He brought in a guy named Tim Tebow who hadn't played football in 10 years and tried him out at tight end, and it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible in that preseason. <laughs> he was so bad. He could have been. He could be on this list too for most incompetent tight ends. Yeah, literally. Um, and then a video. Oh Lord, excuse me. It's early in the morning. Right, you're good. Um, a video released of him uh, dancing with a lady. Yeah, pretty good looking lady. But yeah, I saw that. Still, yeah. there's a little bit of extracurricular activities going on. Sure. Beyond the scope of what you'd expect for the strong family man that he presented himself to be. Exactly. He would skip team flights when the team would fly back. He'd stick around and. Well, he got caught in the bar after a game. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like Something. He, he yeah. flew, flew back to Ohio after a game. He was supposed to go back with the team, and he said no to that. Yeah. <laughs> But what ended up becoming the incident that broke the camel's back with Urban Meyer, and there were plenty of incidents, there were plenty of points where it's like he is coaching to get himself fired, is he found the need to kick his kicker. Yeah. He would kick Josh Lambeau. Josh Lambeau was a kicker in camp, and it wasn't just like a one-off thing. He would repeatedly kick his leg. And when Lambeau was like, hey, you got to stop kicking me, coach, why know what Urban Meyer said? I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's the head ball coach. That's hilarious. Maybe he was trying to get himself fired. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted out. and Probably. Didn't know a way out, and that's the only way he could think. So, yeah, he's probably the most incompetent probably. head coach. It was a joke. Because we, we didn't know how good he was going to do, if he was going to do good or bad. Everybody has always wondered, hey, could Urban Meyer coach the NFL? Obviously not. And he's obviously never going to coach again anywhere. No, he's so. done. But he did get himself a job. Was he doing the news again or something? No, he's... uh. He's working for Ohio State, I'm pretty sure. Doing what? I forget. Something with recruiting? Really? I see. I don't I don't know if I trust him to do that, but I'm gonna look it up real fast. Said recruiting? Oh, I guess he is returning to Fox as a college analyst. 
but he I thought he was never mind. Yeah, I guess he is going back to Fox. Yeah, I can't imagine a university is going to bring him back in to recruit after all of that. Well, it was it might have not been recruiting. I can't remember what it was. I I swear it was with the university though. You know what they could do? They could set up a dunk tank and let recruits throw the ball and try to dunk him because he's a clown. That's true. Could try that. Like, if you don't dunk me, I'm going to get out of here and kick you. <laughs> anyway, anyways. <laughs> we're kind of losing it here. Um, any more comments, questions? I got nothing. I thought that wasn't a bad episode. I thought that was kind of fun. That was really good. That's funny. Um, if you guys have any topics, please let us know in the future. We need we need some ideas. Definitely. So, um, please tweet us at 30 and please comment on Facebook. I think we got like one new like today or this week. So yeah, we're getting there. If you know of any incompetent historical people, tweet us at 30 and let us know who you would like to talk about. Yes. And if you are an incompetent person, please tweet us and let us know. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're probably pretty incompetent. We're not the greatest podcasters out there, but at least Definitely. we try. We do our best. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If any, you have any more comments, questions, concerns? Nope. Please tweet us. Please make sure you're telling everybody to listen. Please keep forcing people that you know to listen to it just with force yeah you can bribe them we don't care we're not going to provide the funds for you but we encourage that type of behavior i mean say hey 20 bucks listen to this podcast people will do it now we're not doing that but you can do it you want to help us out definitely so anyways thank you guys for listening peace uh it's from last week september 2nd or was that this week that's this week yeah, it was this week yeah Police in New York respond to a home. Cut. I got this one. You got this one? Yeah. God damn it. I think it's funny, though. I think it's funny. Police in New York responded to a home on a report of an unusual situation. You didn't read the headline, dude. I know. I, I skipped it because it's it's like right here. Oh. Yeah, I was going oh. to lead into it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God. I, I, can, I can say the headline. No, I don't think I, – I didn't – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, do your thing. <laughs> Police in New York responded to a home on a report of an, unu- un, of an unusual God, – God damn it. Now I'm fucked up. I'm, I, my, I apologize. <laughs> You're good. We do our best. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Do you have any more comments, questions, concerns? Nope. All right, man. I appreciate listening. Keep listening. Keep – Please, <laughs> that kind of got away from me. I don't know what I was talking about. That's See, fun. it's really early for me, and it's really late for Ben. So. Yeah, this is fun. Um, please, sweet, please make sure you're telling everybody to listen. Please keep forcing people that you know to listen to it. Just With force. So, anyways. What about the queen? <sighs> Dead. Yep. Probably an alien, so yeah, maybe the reptilian was like, you know what, it's time to time to shed this skin. It's getting a little old. Yeah, move somewhere else. You know, that's probably what I'd uh, what what I'd gather. King Charles the Great, though, right? That's what he's gonna go with. Yeah, they have some crazy uh, protocols for when the queen dies. Yeah, I didn't realize all that shit. So I guess like the news anchors, they like, until the entire family is with the queen, like in London or or, or whatever, wherever the fuck, that the, wherever the hell the queen's at. Sure. They have to wear black and they can't say anything about it. They can't report on it. It's like a federal law there. 
until the entire family is there and knows what happened and sees everything. Really? I guess that makes sense. They're not allowed to report on it. Well, she was probably dead for a while then. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Wow. <clears throat> Crazy. So, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that they got to do. I guess there's like a, I think there's like, what, 12 days of mourning? Yeah, and then they got what, what that all entails, I'm not really sure. I, I read, the, like, the, the breakdown. It's ridiculous. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's very... I don't, even, I don't even know why that's in our news here. Like Because what, people what? get... People, it, it's the old-fashioned heir to authority because most people still think of themselves as serfs living on a farm. Honestly. Literally. I feel that. That's just what a lot of people just... That's what the sentiment is. Like, the Queen of England has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. But nobody cares because people need that appeal to authority. Yeah. That is true. They need that figurehead. Now we got King Charles the Great. What do you think he's going to do during his reign? (laughs) I I think the entire (laughs) institution is going to get shut down. (laughs) He'll be the last king of England. Uh, probably should be. They should have shut it down a while ago. They are so just like they love their fucking king and queen, man. They I don't fucking get it. love it over there. I don't understand that shit. I, I'm a monarchy abolitionist. I mean, sure, you don't need that shit. No, definitely not. Anyways, anyways, are we should, ready? We should we get this rolling? Yeah. 